Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. I'm Elizabeth, and I thank you for your time and energy being with me today. I thought we would have a little sort of off-the-cuff discussion about managing time. And uh, so this is sort of in our free series of life coaching seminars and business tips and percolating and best ever you and all those fun things. And so this isn't going to be rehearsed. This is just going to be me chatting about time and in an effort to help us all be our best. And we get a lot of questions like, how do I manage my time better? So we're going to attack that one. I don't know if we'll go for a full hour because of time, but we'll, we'll, we'll chat and see, see where we go with this. But from excessive meetings to lack of time to work out, for example, or feeling like you can't take care of yourself because you don't have time, I've got some ideas tips, techniques, and so forth that hopefully you can apply and take action to create more time and energy for yourself. I'm a mom of four boys. I've been married for over 20 years. My boys are now, or our boys rather, are now 17, 19, 21, and 23. And I remember there were times when (laughs) they were zero, two, four, and six where I was like, oh, I need time. I need time to take a shower. I need time to do this, that, even think straight, Uh, let alone, you know, go to work and sit in meetings all day and whatever. There's just, it seems like there's always a conflict of time and a conflict of energy and managing that is tricky. So I think one of the things I always say the most is time is not an infinite resource for us each individually or collectively for real time marches on. And at some point, it's kind of sad to say, but we stopped marching. So many of us are not consciously structuring our moment to moment. And so this is an effort to learn to help you take control of your time. And I really like Stephen Covey way back when I'm 50 now. And when I was in my twenties, I was Stephen Covey trained by Merrill corporation. And I went to one of those Stephen Covey seminars, uh, Stephen Covey seminars, and he said, the key is not to prioritize your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Think about that one, scheduling your priorities. So it's not like your, your life is running you, but you are running it with, you know, a little bit of boundaries, planning and so forth. But what I've come to realize is that, and if you haven't realized this already, I kind of think time is precious. And I think that sounds cliche at moments, but I really do think your moments matter. And again, time's not an infinite resource for us individually. It marches on. So to consciously structure our moment-to-moment in our time, just think about that for a minute. To consciously structure your moment-to-moment. It's tricky. Think about your day and what that might mean. Don't hang up. (laughs) Keep listening. I got ideas. But think about that for a minute because it's a tall order to think about, you know, here's here's my 24 hours. What am I going to do with it? And if you're thinking, well, I have 24 hours and, you know, 10 of them are at work and 
eight of them are sleeping, that's not going to leave a lot of time left. So we're going to talk about that. So a lot of us scratch our head and go, well, where did the time go? Like, you know, it's another thing we do. We look up the clock and think, wow, it's just one and now it's three. And you didn't get anything done today that you were trying to do. Instead, you did this or that or another thing, or, you know, you're still doing things. So in fact, you know, sometimes the list gets longer as the day goes on, (laughs) it piles on. So I know I had a moment uh, where in the fall, actually, it's January now, but it sort of just happened again as I dropped them both off at college. I thought, wow, where did all of that time go? I I can't, I, I know you guys dropping kids off at college are thinking the same thing. Like, wow, they grew up fast. Or where did that time go? I was getting my nails done today and I was sitting by a uh, I, I, it's it's uh, midterm day today, so I thought it was a high school student, and I thought maybe somebody I might recognize from one of the boys, and and uh, it it turned out to be somebody else who went to school with one of my kids who's graduated, and she's a uh, in co- you know senior in college, and I thought she was still in high school. She looked so young, which is a, a compliment, but I just could not believe that was her and how much the time had passed. I couldn't believe she was already a senior in college, so. If you think about it in terms of just like that, just your own self, even like where is the time going? And it feels like it's speeding up and so forth. And are you in control of your time? Are you doing the things you want to do? Is your day structured the way you want it to be structured or is your day structuring you? So think about that. I know I I went home today and I looked at pictures of them up in front of me right now, little kids. And I wondered why, boy, I haven't changed a bit. (laughs) They'd all aged quickly. Oh, so funny. I'm kidding. Um, Anyway, so the answer, the magic answer is managing your time rests with you. It doesn't rest with anybody else. There's going to be demands on your time, of course, and so forth. But really how you spend your time and energy is is in your control. You are the CEO of your time and energy and how you spend it. So We're very aware that most of us would rather do just about anything than sit with ourselves and ask ourselves a series of questions aimed at personal development or self-improvement. But a common reaction to self-help is to read something helpful and with the most permanent of intentions, make that change. So fortunately, most of the time, the change is temporary. So you can sit and listen to something like that or read something and go, yeah, I'm going to make those changes. I'm going to do things differently. But in reality, we revert to our old ways without the proper tools in our tool bag of making life changes. Well, the good news is that the trick there is that there isn't a magic pill you can swallow and make your time be all perfectly managed, but that it's a continual assessment and a reassessment of ourselves that really enables and fosters that change that we're talking about. So in order to manage your time better, you're going to or we're going to need to make some changes. And it isn't something we read and apply for a day, but these are lifelong things we're talking about. So sitting down and really soul searching and thinking about your time and what you want to do with it, what some of your goals are with your time, might help you get that clarity and clearness that you need. And chances are, If you set aside some time to do your work or your homework, what it really means is that you're open. You're open to the thought of changing and managing things differently. And you're in the process of of allowing the discomfort that often accompanies growth and change. So the not so great news about time is that most of us wait until a significant significant event that usually is a wake-up call and 
often sad to say, a health crisis to realize that we need to manage our time and energy properly. Uh, and I've seen that a lot. Um, it could even be a, uh, feeling like, Oh, I, I don't feel good. And I haven't done this. Um, but a lot of the time it's the, it's creating an illness, uh, versus a wellness with what you're doing with your day, stress and, and go, 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 go all the time can create health crisis. And, uh, so sometimes, again, sometimes a lot of us wait until there's some type of significant event that usually is a wake up call and a very often health crisis to get us to change and manage our time right or do things differently or take better care of ourselves or exercise or eat right or go on the trip or vacation or whatever it is. But I don't have a, a study or perfect facts to back that up other than owning best ever you for a really long time and writing the book percolate and, and having a lot of feedback with that. But, if you stop and really look around and pay attention and you live enough life or maybe you're young and really in tune to it, but you'll see that pattern pretty repeatedly pop up again and again. So think about this. You have 24 hours in a day. If you take that out, and again, you guys might check my math here, but if you take that out to 365 days a year and let's just take it like an 80 year life, better yet, maybe like a, let's give it a 90 year life and in, in more hours there. Again, go easy on me because I'm not a mathematician, but it looks it looks like you have 788,000 or so hours to live. So let's say you're 45. That means you've got half of that to go. <laughs> Think about that. How are you spending your time now? I'm not saying, you know, write out 400,000 hours on the wall and plan them all out or anything like that. But if I t- I'm going to take some of your time away from you here and I'm going to remove like eight hours a night for sleeping and that's going to cut that again. And I'm going to take another 50,000 hours or so for work. And I'm going to leave you with a couple hundred thousand hours now, 200,000 hours, maybe, maybe 215,000 hours or so. Doesn't sound like a lot. Doesn't sound like a lot. I don't know, but in that, I didn't add in school, commuting, exercising, volunteering, vacationing, relaxing, eating. I took just an 888 day, eight hours of sleep, work, and other. Your day might be like 41010 or 024 or 21212. I have no idea with what you, you know, how you ration that out with your sleep and so forth. It just depends on the day and you. But the point is, with a little bit of math, you can see that time's precious. Life nibbles away at your time, often without you even really knowing it. And the piece, this piece and and audio and so forth are intended to just get you to think. Get you to think about your time and your energy and realize that nobody holds that power and energy, those time, that time and those decisions, but you. Somebody like me or your neighbor or your friend or your family or whatever, we've got suggestions and the word should will come up, I promise you, with that uh, because, you know, that's the common, you can hear when advice is coming your way when you hear the word should. You should do this or you should do that. Uh, could might be a better word or I've got an idea. We can. Um, that's a little more inclusive and less finger pointy. But uh, suggest everything rests really in your heart, though, not mine or not anybody else's. So. What I've got here is some journaling and notebook exercises to help you maybe write down some thoughts on how you currently use your time and maybe how you wish you'd use your time. 
this is intended for you to maybe like write down um, as you're listening or come back to it or whatever, what it, write this down. What I'd like you to do is write down maybe like 10 ideas in each column, 10 ways or 20 ways of how you currently use your time and 10 or 20 ideas of how you wish you would use your time. I have a saying, <laughs> stop wishing for it and start working for it. So there's action around that also that comes into play. Um, you can email me at Elizabeth at besteveryou.com and I work with people all the time. I don't really charge too much, you know, $10, $20 an hour, whatever, you know, whatever you can. If you can't pay for that, that's fine. I'll still help you. But, you know, um, I'm here if you need life coaching to, for those action steps. So a lot of people are really good at writing all the ideas um, stalled out and taking the action. Uh, so that's that's one thing I specialize in is, is helping people take action and rooting in gratitude at the same time. So what we do know is that eventually you will most likely have a life-changing moment. And so it could be good, could be bad. I have no idea, but we know they come. And unless you can predict the future, you might not see it very clearly right now. But because of this, it's really important to unlearn and undo and unmultitask a little bit here and there maybe even often, it then becomes really important to constantly put yourself in a frame of mind where you relearn and you reprioritize. Remember, you prioritize you. So the common signs that I see in coaching and the sort of the world of best ever you and percolate that indicate a need to sort of shift priorities and manage your time better or our time better, mine, yours, whatever, I'm not pointing fingers, um, are some of these things. And these are some of the key indicators of like poor life balance, time management issues kind of creeping up that you kind of see, ignore, maybe are aware of, ignore, can't find the time, you know, all those things that go plain in your head. They are uh, overall poor health. Those 20 pounds you can't get rid of, 100 pounds, 150 pounds, uh, pounds creeping on year to year, you know, all that stuff, just general not feeling well, fatigue. Frequent illness like colds, flu, um, I don't know, food allergies in there, even inflammation-based things, um, diabetic, uh, some things you can control, not control. I get it completely. But, you know, general, just not feeling well. Uh, self-awareness issues, self-love, self-worth, those things are common with some of those indications. Substance abuse. Alcohol, tobacco, drugs, prescription drugs, sugar, that kind of thing. Habitually late, even by five minutes instead of habitually early, by 15 or 10. Filled with excuses. Filled with, I don't have time for that, excuses. I never have enough time. I don't have enough time. I would if, those types of comments. The feelings that you might have of like underappreciation. Or whatever. Kids and family complaining. Friends complaining. Missing out on moments that matter to others like self-absorption. Dropping activities that you love. Disorganization. Feeling out of balance. Exhaustion. A life-changing illness. And then I bring back inflammatory disease because that's a root of a lot of things. So with that list, and you can add more. Those are just some of the key things I see repeatedly. It's another journal moment. And it doesn't mean you have to sit and, and 
put the call on pause or anything like that, but maybe write it down and come back to it, but grab your journal. And the assignment is to write down any signs you have that of time of your own time management issues. That's an honest conversation with yourself. Because remember, you bring yourself wherever you go. You bring your goals, your values, your behaviors, your boundaries, your beliefs, everything with you. Wherever you go, I love that. There you are. Um, you where we, When you go to work, home, play every hour, every moment, that's all you. And it can be really hard to think about taking responsibility for yourself and how to do that and take the actions that would be appropriate for you to make some of these changes in place. Often, I think it can be a really good idea to make a, one small change, uh, one tiny little change and hold it for a month. Do that change consistently and disciplined for a month and then introduce a second change. And so then you have two changes going at once and you hold that first change for another month. So that first change is in a holding disciplined consistent pattern with you for now eight weeks and the second one's on board for four. And that's a really good way to introduce tiny changes that last. So for example, sometimes people will come and come to best ever you to me and say, I'd like to lose 50 pounds. And one of the first things I do with them is I change everything that they drink to only water with some parameters, of course, depending on what's going on with the person. But generally speaking, um, I'll change what they drink to only water for four solid weeks and wean them or stop cold turkey with a variety of things. But generally people have caffeine and alcohol and things like that, that we're weaning from. Um, But, you know, once you're holding a change, like only drinking water for four to eight weeks to 12 weeks and so forth, it brings about so many other things involved. So that's a weight loss tip anyway. So if you're thinking about, wow, I don't have time to lose weight. I don't have time to get well. There's something that you can do in your life for your best well-being that doesn't even involve time. So a lot of things don't really involve time. They involve discipline and self-awareness and consistently changing to a – they involve change and changing your habits and uh, taking responsibility for what some of the things that you're doing, whether you're aware or not. But some other ways that you can manage your time and energy – are to realize everything is into priority. Decide each day what may be your one or two most important personal or two and or two most important work-related priorities are and solidly achieve those in a consistent fashion for four to six weeks. Again, I just introduced those concepts of discipline and self-control and self-awareness and consistency. So think about setting a system up where you sort of wake up in the morning or it could even be midday or the night before, whatever it is that is convenient to you. And you write down two to four things that you're going to achieve. Now, let's say you don't achieve them in that day. You can Stephen Covey it and carry them over to the next and put them on the next day. So annoying things might linger for a while, but uh, you know, eventually you, you cross it off as not a, not a real priority, not something you really want to do, et cetera. So, um, A second thing that you can do to help manage your time and energy is to say no and say yes, but do them equally, trade them off, whatever, but mean them. Say no when you need to and say yes when you need to. I like to say yes more than I say no, but boy, I say 
Yes and no a lot. It just depends. And I really am not a say no to everything or say yes to everything, but really think about your yeses and your noes. A third way to manage your time and energy is to understand that you go where you place your energy. So if you want to be a marathon runner, <laughs> see you running down the street. Because <laughs> if you're sitting here on this call with me and you really want to run a marathon and your goal is to be running right now and you're on the phone, we're going to hang up and take action, right? <laughs> no, 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 don't leave me yet. But you get what I mean. You're going to go where you place your energy. You're going to achieve the goals that you put the effort into. So, um, you know, if, you're, if you want to sit on the couch and watch TV all day, that's where your energy is going to go. Just to, to totally depends on you. So understand that you go where you place your energy. A fourth thing is to take the time to slow down, teach others where possible, and trust. I love mentoring, delegating, learning, and asking for help. We're all lifelong learners. We're lifelong listeners, learners, teachers, mentors, and everything. And we trade off these moments all the time. Another way, the fifth way, to help you manage your time and energy is to be five or more minutes early to everything. And this means both personally and professionally. That means you are now responsible. You're not going to show up and say traffic was really bad or my commute was horrible this morning. Expect the unexpected and show up on time, show up early. Tough one for some people. You know your friends that are always late (laughs) or they miss it or cancel. So I'm going to add in there right now, hold yourself to what you say you're going to do. Like if you've got an appointment with somebody, meet it. A lot of people cancel stuff because of fear and anxiety or whatever it is, but but also be early for it. Again, be five or ten minutes, maybe even more, to everything, both personally and professionally. Changes the whole scope. Makes Instead of being rushed, you're prepared. Totally different feelings. The sixth one is to know where your center of peace is. Too much of this or that. And learning to bring yourself back to center. That's chapter nine of Percolate. Percolating peace is a huge step in making change. That's the ninth point of the percolate process is to find your center of peace and know what detracts from your peace and happiness and what adds to your peace and happiness and when you're in balance or not with your energy. I always know it personally because I get sick. That's when I know my center of peace is off and things are off with me with food, exercise, whatever it is. I know my peace is disrupted in one way or another. The seventh thing is to realize you put your energy into what is most important to you. You realize realize that you put your energy into what is most important to you. Realize that I can't sit here and motivate you. I might be able to inspire you if we're lucky and you find me inspirational, but uh, I'm not sure there's such a thing as as a true uh, motivational speaker. I think there's inspirational speakers, not motivational speakers. And that's contrary to popular belief, I realize, but I think people have to motivate themselves. You are motivated by what you're inspired about and what you're passionate about and what your goals are and what you, what matters to you is what motivates you. So figure out what matters to you. And if you can't figure that out, that might be a call to a life coach or whatever to sort that out. But if you can't, if really think about what matters to you for real and understand your moments and that your time is precious and how are you spending your time? 
All right. Here's a big one for all you people in an office. We're going to ma- the eighth way to help you manage your time and energy is to manage those five key interrupters. Ready? Hopefully there's five here. <laughs> I, I, I add and, and don't talk about things, but in my memory. Uh, and the first one is another person's emergency or untimeliness. You know, like their chaos is suddenly your huge deal. The phone, email, personal interactions, like a person coming into your office and striking up a conversation to tell you about their yesterday or their whatever, the new project you need to work on, drop everything, There's, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. And then the fifth thing is yourself uh, with mind wander, procrastination or whatever. Now, I would add a sixth thing, and that is stupid business meetings. Oh my God, pointless business meetings. So uh, I could probably do a whole other show on business meetings and uh, wasting time in business meetings. Um, You know, there are so many people. Somebody just the other day said, oh my God, I couldn't call you back. I've been in meetings all day. I'm like, really? You couldn't like text. You couldn't call. I've been in meetings all day. Oh my God. You know, it wasn't my own husband either, just so you know. And it wasn't, I mean that for real. It was, it was somebody dealing with him actually and dealing, well, dealing with us and they just couldn't find the time in their day to, you know, call us back because they'd been in meetings all day. And I just want to, I just want to call that person back and go, I need to know your day. I need to be your life coach. Cause if your day is really that hectic, it's going to shorten your life. Um, so I've got things on, on my radar to help you like have things like on this day or these days we shall move forward with not no meetings (laughs) we're going to have a no meeting day I don't care how busy you are meetings are interrupters Um, sometimes they're super focused you know like but but oh you know like I I hereby have a regularly scheduled meeting on Thursdays at two o'clock Ugh. Don't you just wonder what you're going to cover? And then half the time that meeting (laughs) schedules like five other meetings and committees and groups. And by the end of it, you're just like, oh, I don't even have time to do anything because I'm in all these meetings. So please don't do that. Everybody in that meeting agree that you're not going to do that. This is our meeting. Set a timer. It's 20 minutes. And that's it. Even stand up if you have to. Nobody's all comfy with their coffee and their notebooks and all this stuff. Quick meeting or no meeting days, you know. Um, Don't have meetings for a week. Take a meeting break, whatever it is. But remember, that's your time and energy, and a lot of people waste a lot of time in meetings. So if you're going to have a meeting, it needs a 20-minute agenda because past 20 minutes you've lost everyone generally. If you need to have a ne- another meeting the next day, do it. But give everybody a 20, yeah, I'll go with 30 minutes even, but 20 minutes. You usually lose people after 20 minutes in a meeting. They drone on and on and people's minds wander and they're a mess. Um, so think about that. Canceling unnecessary meetings. <laughs> Let's have a brainstorming session. <laughs> How many times have you heard that at work? Ah, that stuff. That's stuff that can be an email now or set a timer. Like we are going to brainstorm, but it's going to be for 10 minutes and it's going to be the three of us, not eight of us or whatever it is. But think about your meeting being your time, everybody's time. Think about that meeting and what it disrupts. 
Meetings are commonly called disruptors, interrupters, you know, those types of things. So are they boosting your productivity or not? For real, is it measurable? If you're sitting in a meeting for two hours talking about this or that, is it a super key thing that you're talking about? Or is it a process, a procedure, personnel? What is it that you're talking about? And what's the realistic time for that meeting, for that moment, for that day? Sometimes it's a really good idea to schedule meetings at the end of the day because everybody wants to leave. <laughs> so it could be like, yeah, we're going to have a meeting and it's from, guess what, 4.30 to 5 and then we're all going home or whatever time it is. But the other thing people complain about a lot is that their meetings are super long, like way too long. Like I had somebody come up to me in a seminar and say their boss, all they ever want to do is schedule forever meetings and they're way, way, way too long. I know that the average meeting length is like 60 minutes or two out, whatever, but I think it's still too long. I say set a timer, real timer. I mean, like, I don't care what kind of timer it is, one that plays jingle bells when the timer's, I don't care, but set a timer and I would say 20 minutes um, and have that meeting with an agenda and, and not a new meeting that gets scheduled when you don't like, you know, schedule, you know, when you don't taskmaster all 50 items on the meeting yeah i i used to uh i I won't say that i i've been in meetings let's just say where the agenda is four pages long and you're like we're never going to conquer this in two hours or one hour even or six hours this is like a five-day meeting so you know think about that with your meetings and how you need to chop them up and what really needs you know that that many salaries in a room to you know to go through it so Again, I love the idea of stand-up meetings, but I, I just think a lot of meetings are too long. They lack energy. They lack focus, direction, and so forth. So really, really, really have meeting rules. Set up meeting rules, time-managed meeting rules, uh, and not something – and set a rule. This meeting can't go off in 10 different directions with 10 different tasks and agendas and action items and so forth. Set boundaries like – from this 20-minute meeting, we're going to have two action items that come from it. Bob, Jane, you're on it kind of thing. And we're going to report back an email, not another meeting. I mean, there's just so many. Get creative with how to manage those meetings because I promise you everybody's sitting in there not, not loving it. Um, and, it, you know, sometimes if you're going to have a meeting, I used to do this sometimes, um, bring the meeting together do something totally different, like, you know, play Monopoly or bingo. I mean, if you're going to, sometimes meetings are so unnecessary that you, you need to bring everybody. It's, it's a way to bring everybody together and actually team build instead of team destroy, because sometimes people leave meetings so discouraged, you know, maybe like call a meeting and do something completely different with the time and energy with, you know, the right permission and so forth. But, um, Again, it, I would also think about things like who's sitting in your meeting with you, um, who's going to, I always used to hate that too, like you're in a three-hour meeting and there's eight pages of notes to like read and edit, <laughs> you know, because you can't have typos in your meeting notes. So there's a lot of annoying things with meetings. And I would just say that if you are not a lover of meetings, it's really because they're time drainers, most likely, or they're unproductive, or they lack uh just there's too many of them you know there's a number of reasons why people don't like meetings and again we're not going to solve all the meeting problems in one moment but really start to think about 
your meetings and what they mean to you and how you're managing them. And uh, maybe I'll do another full meeting seminar or something like that. So we'll have a meeting on meetings and, and I'll set a timer for 20 minutes and we'll talk about how to best get out of there in 20 minutes <laughs> and have some people. Maybe we'll do like a fake meeting on the radio. I'm not sure. Anyway. All right. So those five key interrupters, another person's emergency, the phone, email, personal interactions, yourself, and I'm adding a sixth one, meetings. The ninth way to manage your time and energy is to understand and live by the principle that you're not going to get your time back. So uh, when I'm doing these radio shows, I think of that a lot. I'm like, would I want to sit and listen to her? (laughs) Would I want to sit there for an hour? And what am I getting from this by giving up my hour listening to the best ever you show? And Elizabeth, is is it contributing to my life in a positive way? Answer that for me, too, please. If there's something else I can do differently, I would love to hear about it Um, because it's time you can't get back. It's time and energy. And the goal here is to help you manage your time and be your best and and, uh, maybe inspire you but not motivate you to make change. The tenth thing is to undo things. Think about that one. Undo, unlearn. The eleventh thing, here's one. Set time aside. Carve it out. I'm not doing anything from for these four hours on Sunday. Whatever it is, set time aside for whatever, whether you need it with someone or without. Twelve. This probably should be the first thing, I think. And that's put your health above all. Because without your health intact, not much else matters. And don't wait for that wake-up call. I kind of indicated that at the beginning of the show, but, you know, I don't want to be an alarmist, you know, Um, make everybody worry and have anxiety and so forth, but really think about your health first. Above it all, not money, not this, not that, your health. Because without your health, it affects everything. The the, uh, lucky number 13th one, kind of in in the line of all of this, undoing, planning, setting time aside, is just the word planning. Think about it. When you plan better, you manage everything better. That includes arriving early. It includes all of this. A lot of what people struggle with is just poor planning. Poor time management is a lack of plan sometimes. The 14th thing is to volunteer your time. It gives you a lot of perspective to volunteer your time. That didn't mean write a check. That means show up and volunteer your time. A lot of the times you gain perspective in a lot of areas of your life, including how you're spending your time. The 15th, again, all of this is about awareness. Consider yourself a time management trainee and even get yourself a timer. Retrain yourself and your brain and think about how to get on track, whatever track that is. Trains running on time, <laughs> whatever whatever track you want to be on. But think about that because you're listening to, to this show and these ideas for a reason. So here's another exercise Um, Sort of before we go, I've got some other advanced questions too, but this one's to grab that journal and notebook again and write down three to five ways that in which you feel you could manage your time better. So three to five ways. And then what I'd like you to do, and again, if you need to email me and get help with this, please do. It's Elizabeth at besteveryou.com. What I'd like you to do is pick one, implement the change. I would love for you to take action. And then write about it every day, each day, for 30 to 60 days. So that journal is going to be, I carry a journal in my purse. So 
you're going to grab your journal or notebook. You're going to write just do. I don't care if you even write one or two things, but this is, you know, I kind of say three to five ways you feel that you could manage your time better. Let's give an example of that. I feel like I could manage my time better if I woke up at 5.30 instead of 7.30 each day. I feel like I could manage my time better if I didn't go out to eat at lunch at, for, for lunch at work for an hour every day, but rather I, I uh, sat at my desk for 15 minutes and ate a sandwich and then walked for 30. Things like that. So creative ways that you feel you could manage your time better, pick one and then implement the change. And then write about that change or talk to somebody about that change every day. Sometimes you want to put that change in a, on a mirror, um, someplace like where you're driving, at your desk at work, whatever it is, so you can kind of see what you've chosen to change. I wanted to tell you, recently I uh, – I took a poll in my social media, LinkedIn and Twitter, and I asked my followers and friends if they would rather have a million dollars or a million hours. And nearly 100% of the 5,000 people who responded said they'd rather have a million hours. I even increased it to 2 million and kept the same hours, and nearly everyone chose the hours. So what would you rather have? Think about that. And how are you spending your time? Some of the advanced things to think about is – Again, if you need journal prompts or things to think about to, to change, what is one key thing that you can do daily to help manage your time and the various demands placed on you? And what's an action step that goes with that to implement the change? What do you think are the benefits of not multitasking? Think about that. Is there a golden rule for time management? you have one. If you do, share it with us. Uh, we have a new members section on besteveryou.com. In the navigation, you can click members and you can join our community. Uh, I, I probably will start a, a post about time management. We also have a community on Facebook called Best Ever You. And I uh, would love to hear what you think about time management. Do to-do lists help you at all? Do you have other secret disruptors to time management? But above all, before we go, I wanted to talk about maintaining a state, of, a state of gratitude and appreciation with respect to time. So if you've listened to me before, you know that I'm a creature who has nearly died a couple times from food allergic reactions. So my time and energy are precious. Sometimes I feel a little bit like I'm on borrowed time even. Um, so when our lives cross, I, I want us each to be our best as a result of these interactions and so forth. And I, if you listen to me um, or any of the guests or so forth, we talk a lot about rooting in gratitude and uh, really having a deep sense of appreciation for things just like breath. Some of the shows I've done with Gary Kobat before I've talked about being, you know, resuscitated and just the ability to breathe makes me so happy every day, every moment, all the time. And because I know what it's like to not. And so when you think about things like that, sometimes it can shift how you think about how you're using your time so that you don't waste your time. Because generally, if it feels like a waste of time, it, it usually is a waste of time. So with that said, I want to thank you for listening to Best Ever You and listening to me for this time. And I appreciate you being with me here 
on the Best Ever You show and listening to the 15 best tips to manage your time. And I hope this has helped you in some small way. Uh, if it has, let me know. I'm Elizabeth at besteveryou.com, or you can comment right here or tweet me at besteveryou. And you can also share this show in social media with others. It's free to, this is free replays. So you don't have to worry about that. I'm not, uh, I don't make money from this or anything like that. It's just a free resource of tools um, and tips to help you be your best. And I think I really will follow up and do something else on meetings um, so that we get some best business tips out there um, to help you deal with meetings and so forth. Cause a lot of people complain about vent in meetings. So uh Again, this is just helpful tools and tips for your health and wellness and your best you. And I appreciate you listening to me. I'm Elizabeth Garino. You can reach me at Best Ever You kind of across all social media platforms or Elizabeth at besteveryou.com. I also am a Hay House author, and my book is called Percolate, Let Your Best Self Filter Through. It's available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And that book is about the process of change, whether you're dealing with a change, you want to make a change, you're coping with a change, whatever it is, there's a nine-point process in that book that helps you learn how to make transformative change and keep it, hold it, and percolate peace at the end. So, um I wish you very well. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.